0: Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, His truth, and His saving love for His people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. It is a new week, and we are looking briefly at a biography of Charles Horton Spurgeon, and I hope that you will be edified. Charles Spurgeon is the only preacher to be known as the prince of preachers but i agree with one author who says jesus christ is the only preacher who is worthy to be called the prince of preachers but you will hear shortly why we have to understand why spurgeon was called the prince of preachers which is why i would like to refer to him to avoid controversy the fallen prince of preachers or the prince of fallen preachers or the sinful prince of preachers or the prince of sinful preachers. Spurgeon was born in rural Essex in 1834 and was the oldest of 10 children. His father and grandfather were both preachers in congregational churches, so his background was that of a godly nonconformist Christianity. In his day, Education was well and truly privatized, schools were businesses, and parents bought what they could afford for their children. In December 1849, Spurgeon was at one of the various schools which he had attended in Newmarket, and a fever broke out around Christmas time. The school was closed temporarily, and he went home to Colchester. He was 15. And he knew deep down that his heart was not right with God. As Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to verse 3 says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, among whom we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of, of wrath, even as the rest. Life seemed pretty pointless, and he was feeling miserable. In early January, he says that he set off to attend a congregational church in Colchester, but the snow was so deep that he could not go to the um, Congregational church in Colchester, but decided to go to the primitive Methodist chapel, which was a bit closer. At this church the preacher failed to show up, so a very nervous man got up and started to give a sermon on Isaiah chapter forty five, verse twenty two. Look unto me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. And after about 10 minutes, the preacher dried up. But then he pointed to Spurgeon and said, You young men, you look miserable. And you will always be miserable if you don't obey my text. Look to Jesus. Look and live. And as he walked home, Spurgeon knew that he was changed, converted, and that he had trusted Christ. Christ. He knew that his sins were forgiven, and he said that his heart was filled with joy. The letter of Philippians is filled with texts on being filled with joy, such as Philippians chapter 3 verse 1 and chapter 4 verse 1 and chapter 4 verse 4 to verse 7. Because as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, nothing gives us more joy than having a personal saving relationship with our God. When Spurgeon reached home, his mother saw that the miserable Charles Horton Spurgeon, who had gone out of the house, had gone, and a cheerful, contented Christian believer had started on his pilgrimage. The next year, we find Spurgeon teaching Sunday school at a Baptist church in Cambridge, preaching his first sermon on a cottage, accepting his first pastorate at 17 at Water Beach not far from Cambridge. The qualities which later marked him were colored at Waterbeach. A biographer says that he, this Spurgeon had an extraordinary voice. It had so much power as a preacher. His ability to control his voice was so remarkable that he could be firm and commanding, yet gentle sometimes. May we pray that the Lord would help us as we are going to continue the next time looking at the life of Charles Spurgeon. We pray that the Lord would help us to, to trust in him, to always know that without Christ and the gospel, we are miserable. But when we have Christ, we have all that we need. And may we have hope that people that we know who are not saved will come to saving faith, no matter how young they are. Here's Spurgeon, saved at the age of Fifteen, sixteen, and became a preacher at 17. Well, your children can be saved. And also see how God could remarkably do something during a pandemic because schools were closed. Spurgeon couldn't go to school at this time because of a disaster that had broken out. We have something similar going on. So God is at work, let's trust that he is at work and that he will sustain us. Father, we thank you that we... think about how faithful you have been how wonderful how marvelous you are we pray that you help us to always rejoice that you have saved us from our miserable state and have given us new hope and faith and contentment in the lord jesus christ may we trust in him alone for the salvation of our souls and the salvation of others may we believe that it is only the gospel that can change people if they obey the text and look to you. Look, be saved, and live.